Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and before we get into the interview today, I wanted to give an update on my personal life, which has actually been pretty crazy recently. In the past about month and a half, I have graduated from Covenant College, I got married uh, to the love of my life, and moved to Indianapolis, and started an amazing job with the National Federation of State High School Associations. So, it's been a wild past few weeks, uh, but it's been so fun, and I've loved every part of it. Now, I wanted to introduce our guest today, Lang Wittemeyer, head women's soccer coach at Liberty University. Coach, it is such a privilege to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thanks. I appreciate you having me. It's quite an honor, and, and congratulations to you on all those uh, recent accomplishments, especially yeah. the wedding. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been so crazy the past month, but I've loved every part of it. So first, Coach, can you please give a little bit of background on your career, your playing days, and how you came to the faith? Sure, sure. Uh, so I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, played high school, went to Virginia Tech, and then transferred to Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, and played soccer at both places. Uh, I'd had a little bit of an epiphany my uh, freshman, spring of my freshman year of college that, uh, you know, the, initially I wanted to go into law, and then I realized I was going to be a lot happier in shorts and a t-shirt outside than I was uh, a suit and tie behind a desk every day. So uh, I started going into, did my first coaching education course, the, the, at that time the NSCA National uh, Diploma, uh, between my freshman and sophomore year of college. Uh, and then I really just fell in love with all of that. I mean, I'd been playing for a long time. I'd done a little bit of coaching in camps and helping out with teams here and there. Uh, but really, you know, I felt like that was my calling. And uh, so I started on that path to getting as many of coaching licenses as I could. Uh, when I was at Old Dominion, when I graduated, I stayed around, got my graduate degree, helped out with the men's team for a few years. Uh, tried to stay in the college game, couldn't quite find uh, anything full-time, uh, went back to Roanoke, became director of coaching of the youth club that I'd grown up in, uh, was just sending out resumes. Uh, I did that for about three years. I got a call from South Dakota State. Uh, they were starting a brand-new women's program. I'd never been to that part of the world, and I thought, well, I'll check it out and see what it's all about, and thought I'd be there you know, four or five years and back on the East Coast. Well, God had other plans. I was there for 17 and uh, my wife was from Virginia as, uh, as well, and we'd just been, you know, we'd always thought about trying to get back closer to our family, and uh, Liberty uh, University just kind of kept popping up everywhere. It was, you know, I was hearing about it from friends, I was reading about it in magazines, you'd open up the FCA magazine, and there was a big article, and it just just kind of kept, you know, in front of us all the time, and eventually God opened a door, and, and so I've been here for about five and a half years. Uh, and so it's been a, it's been a great world, even now kind of a whirlwind transition. Uh, but, um, so happy to be a part of this program. And I, I'd played professional for about seven years and somewhere kind of in between all of that, uh, before MLS or right at the beginning of MLS a little bit. Uh, so, so that was interesting as well, um, going on that journey and how that's played into, you know, my career, so to speak. Yeah, I'm sure it was, a. Uh... Big culture shock when you went to South Dakota and it was about negative <laughs> five. <laughs> yeah, for, you know, I think what did it, you know, I went up there in January for an interview and it was mm. fairly, you know, it was like, it wasn't a whole lot colder than Virginia, you know, it was just, of course, that changed once I committed to playing, you know, to going there, <laughs> then, then it all broke loose, but right. it, it was, uh, it was, it was really a great opportunity and I worked with some amazing people and uh, certainly I always value that experience. 
Now that you are at Liberty, what makes Liberty and Liberty Women's Soccer in particular different when it comes to integrating faith with academics and athletics? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I think that there, as you probably know, as you well know, and probably a lot of your listeners, you know, there, there are so many colleges and universities in the United States that were founded on biblical, biblical principles and were faith-based institutions that have gone away from it. They, they may still have that moniker of, you know, you know, founded by this association or that church, uh, but really how they teach and how they go about their lives is very secular now. And I think that's one of the great things about liberty is that we've held true to those uh, to those principles uh, of our faith, and it really encompasses and, and infiltrates every aspect of what we do. And we, we tell our players and we tell our recruits, like you're not going to be beaten over the head with a Bible and told you have to believe this, you have to believe that. We're not indoctrinating them. Um, what we're doing was really trying to free them up and try to help them understand how everything that we do is for a bigger purpose. We, we, don't, we, we try to help them understand how to get out of their own way, how to overcome the ego that says everything is about me, and help them understand that everything is not about you. It's, a, it's about something much bigger. And so whether it's our academics, our athletics, uh, our team culture, you know, everything revolves around this idea of that, that we're doing things for a higher purpose. We're doing things uh, in such a way that we want others Ultimately, I mean, again, we're, we're a Division I university and we're blessed with a lot of resources. So there are high expectations that we've got to win on the field and we've got to do well in the classroom. Uh, but ultimately, our greatest purpose is that by how we play and how we pray, that we're going to bring others to Jesus Christ. Mm, yeah, there's not a lot of institutions that can, that can say that uh, firsthand. But yeah, how, how, do you, how has God worked in your life, in your personal life, through your team and through the institution? You know, my, my, my faith journey is, uh, obviously, it's unique for every single person. And uh, I don't really have one of those transcendental uh, testimonies to say, you know, this moment I, I came to Jesus and I, you know, I fell down and, and uh, started speaking in tongues or whatever. You know, a lot of people have those, have those moments, and that's wonderful. That, that, wasn't my, that has not been my journey. My journey has been little by little. Uh, you know, I, I grew up, in, I grew up uh, and I'm still Catholic. Uh, you know, I went to Sunday school and went to church. I didn't pay attention. You know, you know, faith was a part of our home, but I wasn't say that, you know, we prayed before every meal or, you know, we, we followed all of the rituals that, that we needed to, but, uh, but it was there. And so I had a foundation of that, which I owe a lot to my father. And uh, little by little, you know, it could have been, it, it, there are just moments through my life where it, it, things like all of a sudden I started listen, listening to Christian radio. You know, that, that was a profound change in my life and something that, that wasn't immediate. It was something that just happened little by little, but it's been a, been a big change. Um, just, you know, so one of the biggest things that I would say is that although I felt like I had a good faith foundation when I came to Liberty, uh, these last five and a half years have really stretched me, challenged me, uh, made me really think about what I believe and why I believe it. And it's, uh, given me the impetus to go and, and seek answers, uh, to pray more deeply, to, to go to the word, to, to, uh, find a spiritual mentor. That's something I never really had. I mean, I had conversations with people, but I, I never really had a mentor. And so, you know, the, it's, it's really pushed me to dive deep into my faith 
And I think consequently, I've tried to lead by example that way for my own players. And to say, you know, we, we kind of meet our players where they are. We, we have players in our program that never had a faith foundation. Their parents didn't go to church. They didn't know really what they believed in. Uh, most of the girls fall somewhere in the middle of that. And we have some that are on the far end of that spectrum that they are so ingrained in their faith and so confident in it that I learn from them every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but it's challenged me, and then consequently, I think by leading leading by example, as I mentioned, I've been able to challenge them, uh, and we can have those honest, open faith conversations, and we meet the players where they are, and we just ask that they that they're open, you know, mm-hmm. open to learning, open to the Holy Spirit working in their lives, and and uh, and that's been just tremendous to see the growth of the players through the program that way. Yeah, I'm sure it builds your team culture. Without, without you even doing anything, it's the Holy Spirit working. Absolutely, absolutely. So today we're going to be discussing something that really isn't talked about a whole lot among Christian athletes, recruiting. Now, that may seem like a weird topic to discuss, but it actually has a lot of implications with our walk with Christ. Whether you're a high school freshman mm-hmm. that dreams of playing in college or a current college player that has name, image, and likeness deals, where you end up going to college is a massive, massive deal. So I felt like it'd be appropriate to have you on because you know you probably know way more about recruiting than I could ever know. Uh, so coach, what is your mindset when it comes to recruiting? Sure. So I think that <clears throat> certainly we're trying to find great student athletes. And when we go recruiting, and I'll be actually heading to Seattle for a big ECNL national event tomorrow, uh, we a lot of our job is made easier because we get a lot of players who are writing to us up front. You know, please come watch me play. Here's my schedule. Uh, you know, I go to I go to this Christian school. I have a great faith. I'm in FCA. I've been on this mission trip. You know, there, there's some most of these people, 95 percent or more of the people who write to us before a showcase or an event, a tournament. Uh, have some type of Christian background and they're seeking that type of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's a that's a real positive for us in a lot of ways because it opens the door and we we know that they already have some idea about what liberty is all about. Uh, and so that makes it a little easier. Uh, and I'll, I'll digress here for a moment, but probably the hardest thing that I've dealt with on the recruiting standpoint since being, being at Liberty, the number one thing, honestly, is that there are Liberty has a national brand as being you know, a, a Christian school, and so we can we get letters from players from the state of Washington, California, Florida, Texas, Massachusetts, uh, you know, South Dakota, Minnesota. It doesn't matter; they're, they're all over the country. Uh, so we can go to uh, you know almost any event, and there's going to be somebody there, regardless of the state, who knows about Liberty or, or wants to be there. Uh, and so consequently, in any given week, I will get a handful, you know, from five to, to 20 emails uh, from recruits that say, I have to be at Liberty. It's the only place that I want to go. My dad went there. My mom went there. My brother goes there. I'll do anything to be a part of the soccer program. You know, I'll lay down cones. I'll be a manager. I'll be a player. You know, if I, I'll do whatever it takes. And and although this sounds wonderful, uh, again, we come back to this idea that to whom much, given, much is given, much is expected. And so Liberty, yeah, we are blessed with tremendous resources, great facilities, uh, but there's also a high expectation 
listen, we're going to compete. And uh, it's rightly so because the, the better we compete uh, out there, the more platform, the stronger a platform is to speak into other people about our faith. Uh, and so we, we are expected to, to still perform, still to win, to, to, to compete for championships. Uh, and so we can't take all of these people. <laughs> we, we can't. We still have to find, you know, elite athletes who also want a Christian faith uh, in their education uh, to come and be at Liberty. And so the, one of the hardest parts of my job is actually having to tell people no. You know, like, I'm sorry, we just, we, we can't have a squad of 70 or 80 people <laughs> as right. much as you may think we could have a, you know, I had one father, uh, he was a missionary and he just couldn't understand why we didn't have a JV team, you know, well, it doesn't work that way at college. Uh, and so that becomes a really difficult piece. But anyway, back, back to the, the question hand, you know, we, we will, we will prioritize the people who have written to us, but we still cold call and we will still go to a field and we will see a player and we will say, uh, she's very talented. Let, let's find out more about her and see if Liberty might be a place that she's interested in. And, and we do bring in a fair amount of recruits that never heard of Liberty or, or weren't familiar with it or didn't understand it or weren't necessarily looking for a Christian education. And uh, they come into school and, and their faith thrives. Mm, yeah. I, I love how you gave your mindset as a coach in terms of recruiting. And I know for myself, in my experiences as a, as a player, um, going through the recruiting process about five years ago with baseball, it was a wild ride. And you talk to so many coaches and you want to go to so many places, but you have to find the right fit and you have to find the fit that God's calling you to go to. Um, And looking back, I've learned from the mistakes that I made during that process as a player. I wanted to, you know, impress the coaches to get recruited instead of just playing the game that I love. And I think that's a lot, that's really hard for a lot of athletes that want to have a scholarship and they want to go play the next level. But as a coach, can you tell when a player is maybe pressing too much when, you know, when you're, when you're there watching them and and they know it? Right, right. It, it's, it's kind of par for the course, as you say, and we go into this showcase and these kids, the the way it's soccer works now is these, these clubs are charging exorbitant amounts for the mm-hmm. for the for the kids to play and they're all doing it because they want to play division one soccer and they want to get a scholarship <laughs> and uh and i i think i think some of the better clubs are educating their their families on this a little bit better but we we still get we still get families that come to us and say i you know but we spent this x amount of thousands of dollars for her to play on this team that's going to go all over the country so she re- can recoup that in scholarship dollars i'm like well, you you, mm-hmm. you should have invested that in a 401k or something i mean is <laughs> this isn't going to this isn't the way it works right, right. You, you, we don't have full scholarship you know we we have to spread the scholarship out it's not like football you know where everything's going to be paid for uh, it's a little bit different. So, so there's a lot of education that goes in, uh, uh, in that regard for, for these young women, but you're right. I mean, they come into these events and again, we, we're going to have kids that are flying from all over the country into Seattle, into that area with one thing on their mind is I've got to play well, I've got to show well, I've got X, Y, and Z coaches from these colleges coming to watch me play. And if I don't perform, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to want me and I'm not going to be able to play at this school. And it's a lot of pressure on them for sure. Uh, But at the same time as a coach, 
you know, playing at the college level, the Division One level, and, and with those expectations we have, there, there's a lot of pressure there too. Mm-hmm. And so seeing how players manage that pressure. And so when we recruit, obviously we're looking for their technical ability and tactical acumen and the physical speed and strength and those types of things. But we're also looking for things like, uh, you know, how do they manage mistakes? How do they respond to a referee when it's a bad call? How do they deal with their coach who's yelling at them from the sideline? Uh, how do they manage when uh, when they get pulled out of a game? You know, uh, are they a good teammate on the sideline? Are they shake? You know, are they standing up and high fiving their teammates when they come off? You know, we're we're looking at all of those little things because those are things that don't take a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. They, they take some self control and they t- take a little bit of discipline, uh, but they don't take a lot of talent. Uh, and so we're 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 evaluating so much more than just how you kick a ball. You know, when they step on the field. Is it different recruiting at a Christian college compared to, you know, a secular or non-Christian institution? Because, I mean, you have experience in both with South Dakota State and now Liberty. Mm-hmm. How, how is that different? Well, I think it comes a lot back to what I said. A lot of times these, these kids are looking for a Christian university to come to uh, on the front end. And so they have some idea about what Liberty is all about, which is really good because we can speak into the faith development piece mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, I, I would say that the, the, when I was at South Dakota State, uh, certainly I was trying to develop the faith piece in as many of my players. I mean, again, most of our players were believers. Most of them were Christians. Uh, not all, but but most of them. And and uh, and so I tried to start Bible studies, and uh, part of our goal setting involved revolved around their faith. And you know, I there came, there came a point where the athletic director, who was a great guy and totally understood where we were coming from and agreed with a lot of what we were doing, said, you know, we we just we can't. We can't talk about those things. There's a certain line here that you can't cross. And so instead of faith development, we had to call it character development. You know, instead of me leading the Bible study, it had to be a player-led Bible study. And so those were understandable things, but they limited, you know, you felt restrained about the conversations you could have with the players because you didn't want to cross that line and be, and just be fearful that someone was going to tell somebody or report you in the news or, you know, tell an administrator and all of a sudden your job was on the line. And so there, there was a little bit of that dealing with, with there. So again, being at Liberty, it's so much more freeing that you don't have to worry about that. And you can, because we, we all know this, even though the people don't want to admit it, that the reality is true development, true individual development, true maturation has to have mm-hmm. a faith piece. And, and, and uh, this is a topic for another day, but so many of the ills of our society and culture right now can come back to the lack of faith and the lack of just growing up in a, in a house with, with morals and character development and, and all surrounded by you know, principles that have been there for, for thousands of years uh, that tell us how to live with one another in a, in a congenial way, right? I mean, that, that's disappearing from, from our schools. It's disappearing from our families. And uh, so it, it's, uh, it's, it's freeing to be able to, to address those elements in, uh, on a day-to-day basis in our environment. Mm, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I went to a Christian institution, too, like I mentioned before, that I just graduated from. And, I mean, I, I did stuff there. I you know I went to Bible studies. I talked about my faith almost every day in cl- in the classroom or on the field, and that's something I could have never done if I went to a secular institution. And I mean, 
obviously there's outlets there that can, you can talk about that, those things there, but I mean, having that instilled in you and having, like you said, to be able to talk about it freely is just, it was next level for me and it changed my faith exponentially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So from an athlete standpoint now, how do you have a Christian mindset when going through the recruiting process? And you know, what about a coach's mindset? Is that different? Sure. I think that it's a question that we pose to a lot of our recruits, especially the ones that we've, we call it a cold call, you know, somebody that we've identified on the field that didn't necessarily initiate interest to us, mm-hmm. but they, they become interested in Liberty for a variety of reasons. Uh, the faith piece is a, is, is a tricky one. And, and I will tell you, I'll kind of toggle back and forth with, with player versus coach, you know, in the, in the beginning uh, of my time here at Liberty, uh, I probably minimized the faith piece a little bit. I tried to downplay it a little bit because I didn't want to scare some of these talented people away. Uh, that that's a maturation in my own faith and uh, my own coaching that, uh, that over these last few years now, uh, I throw it right out there, <laughs> right front and center and say, okay, this is who we are. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's part of our mission. It's part of our vision. And, uh, and th- this is who we are. So if this isn't something that you either want or want to, you know, or open to, then this isn't really going to be the right place for you. Uh, and so that, that was a, that was a, that was a maturation of my own recruiting process from, from a, from a player standpoint, I think that the, the question we come to them so much on is to say, you know, that what are you really looking for? Or do you, you know, what is it that you feel like you need in this point in your life or, or will need at that point in your life? Do you need to be surrounded by other believers who can strengthen your faith and bring you along because you're in that kind of limbo area of, of trying to figure things out, which most college kids are. Uh, or we've had some kids that have, that have been strong Christians and they've said, you know, I, I'm not going to come to Liberty. I'm going to go to this secular school because I feel being called to speak into the, my teammates mm-hmm. who may, maybe don't have a faith. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we honor and respect that piece of them, but you always worry because they, you know, are they going to get sucked into that environment and kind of abandon their faith and their morals and their beliefs, you know, to, to, to live the normal college existence, uh, which sounds great and fun, but truly we know is, is filled with emptiness mm-hmm. and, and, and seeking. So, uh, we kind of pose that, that question to them a lot and, you know, and I will say that we, as, as I think we've done pretty well in my time here. We still have a lot of room for growth, uh, but we 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 get really close to a number of high level recruits that it comes down to Liberty and an ACC school, mm. and we almost always lose those kids to an ACC school uh, because they want the Power Five, yeah. and it's understandable. But but it's it it tells you that okay, I like the faith piece. That's important to me. But it's not as important as my ego to go and say, I get to play at Virginia Tech, UVA, North Carolina, Clemson, wherever that may be. Uh, that wins out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it is what it is, but uh, it, it's all part of that, the dynamics of the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Right, right. With, with name, image, and likeness coming into play now, how do you think that's going to affect Christian athletes? We know, you know, money is the root of all evil, like it says in the Bible, but what does that mean for NIL deals and Christians? Right. This is probably the question that I that I have the least experience uh, on as far as 
some of the ones that you've posed. Uh, for women's soccer, it hasn't been that big of a deal just yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 not you know local businesses are not knocking on their door saying come and you know we want to take a picture of you once you for advertising. I mean, they're they're going for the football and basketball players that have a lot more notoriety in the community right now. Right. Uh, I think you know one area that it's that it is nice is that they can use their in the past probably the biggest. Uh, and um, probably the, the, one of the, the biggest uh, issues that, that they've had is we can't use the idea that they're a college soccer player to generate money somewhere. So, for instance, we have a few girls that do individual lessons, and they make money on that through the course of uh, the summer, mm-hmm. and whether working camps or whatever the case may be. And But they could not promote themselves as a Liberty Women's Soccer Division One player uh, that would then attract more youth to come and seek individual private lessons for them. You know, they could say, uh, and so now that frees them up to be able to market themselves in a little bit of a different way. Mm. Uh, so I think that that's probably the, you know, that that's not a big deal right now uh, for, for our student athletes. But but in the general grand scheme of things, I think you're right. I think that, I think that there's a lot of issue right now where, uh, it's kind of, it's similar to what I talked about with the players who want to go power five mm. because their ego, it fills their ego. And if it, sometimes it fills the parents ego, yeah. uh, to, to, to say that my daughter's going to X, Y, and Z school, even though they're great schools and great soccer programs. Uh, I think the same thing you're finding from the NIL deals is that, uh, people are jumping at the opportunity to make a little bit of extra money, uh, but it, it not necessarily, are they thinking through it from a faith standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, does this, does this business promote the same morals and character development that I preach and expound and, you know, do they even look into that? You know, they're thinking, well, I get a free pizza for life. Well, no problem. I'm, you know, I'm, I'll be on your poster and your, in your restaurant, you know, but they don't know that the owners, they, you know, whatever. I, I think that's probably the biggest area that, uh, Christians coming into this new era can really dive into is just to see, you know, how can I do something that maybe benefits me, but uh, again, that goes beyond me in such a way that I'm promoting something that makes sense uh, from a Christian standpoint. Mm, yeah. Yeah, those are really great points. I've had numerous discussions with people and, and teammates about how NIL is going to, you know, affect affect college sports as a whole. And mm. I know that I, I never had an NIL deal. I never went to a big college to say that. But for some of these players, like, they're making six, seven figures in college. Like, I can't fathom mm. that. But that's just right. nuts to wrap my head around. And But it, it can also be very, very dangerous, like you said. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christian getting NIL, deal, NIL deals or getting recruited and could have NIL deals, you've got to go into that with humility and remember that, this you when you play it's not for your glory it's not to receive the most money you can mm-hmm. it's to glorify god and some of these players don't understand like they have to have they, they need to do research before jumping into these deals and understand like hey you might get free money or you might get money or you might get free stuff but if your morals and christian beliefs aren't lining up with that business then there's a conflict there mm-hmm. right so as we start to wrap up, I wanted to end with your thoughts on this question. For Christian athletes that want to get recruited to play in college, say at Liberty University, what advice would you give them when they're going through that process? 
Sure. I think that, uh, well, there, there, there are a lot of different aspects to that recruiting process from, uh, again, we, we just talked about NIL, but there, there is a marketing aspect to the recruiting process for the high school uh, player. I mean, to, you know, letting, as I referenced a little while ago, emailing the coaches, letting them know when you're going to be playing, you know, talking about your grade point average or uh, those types of things. I think that uh, along those lines, the more research that high school students can do about schools and about the programs in preparation to try to pique their interest. And it doesn't mean they can't have a broad spectrum of places that they're looking at. Um, small schools, big schools, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAI, whatever that may be. Uh, but as they go through that process, just taking the time to really learn something about it. You know, what are the coaches like? What is the program like? Uh, is it a Christian school? Do they have an FCA program? Uh, you know, it, what are the coaches' faith beliefs? Uh, how is that? Because that'll be a trickle-down effect to the players around them. Uh, I think the, these are important questions that they've got to either research and or ask just up front uh, about these things and, and see you know, what, what that looks like within those individual programs. And I, I don't think, I think, I think the, the prospects, the, the student athletes, you know, you're talking about 16, 17 year old girls. That's hard. Those are some hard questions to ask a coach. Uh, those, the, those are some difficult things, but those are the necessary ones to make sure that you're putting yourself into the best environment possible and that you're not looking just at the glamour and glitz of the school and also the scholarship offer uh, thereof. Uh, unfortunately, in NCA athletics, next to men's basketball, maybe women's basketball too, but next to basketball, women's soccer has the highest transfer rate of any other sport. And a lot of it is because of this. A lot of it's because they jump at one offer and they don't take, do their due diligence in really researching and really taking some time to connect with players. Uh, and uh, they, they want to commit. They want to commit early. They want to commit to the the biggest, best school they can, the best scholarship offer. And, and those are all important and maybe work out just fine. Uh, but it, but it's not. Some, something's wrong with the system right now. And uh, I know the NCAA has tried to fix it with delaying the recruiting process and those types of things and contact timeframes. Uh, but there, but there's still a big issue. And uh, you're, you're seeing that across the board. And, you know, we, we, we've benefited from that, certainly. You know, we, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a transfer coming from Ole Miss. We've got two from Tennessee. And, uh, you know, we've got another one from Kent State. And, you know, and those are great programs, all of them. Um, and they've done exceptionally well. Uh, but the, but the, the morning that we had a player from UNC, Chapel Hill, a couple of years ago, and, and the consistent theme that comes from them was, I was surrounded by people who didn't believe, and uh, and it was really hard, and there was no one to talk to about my faith, and you know, and and some of them tried Bible studies and tried to connect with players of other sports, and and that it was a band-aid approach in a lot of respects, and all of a sudden they come into our environment, and it's like it's like a breath of fresh air, it's like freedom, and uh, they they can live their faith out and talk about it and 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 learn and grow and. Uh, it's, it's so um, I think that that just doing that research up front is really, really important for people going through that process. You mentioned this earlier, but like if you are a Christian and you you go to a secular school, yes, you can get plugged in and yes, you can go to you know FCA and do things at those institutions. 
but you can get sucked in to that that culture and that college life just as easy too and it's really really hard to live out your faith when you're constantly surrounded by people that don't believe and absolutely as a christian athlete if you want to get recruited to you know any college you have to do your due diligence you have to go to the institution you have to talk to the players you have to talk to the coach and you know really pray about it to make sure that you are you really do want to go to the school because it's a it's a really big deal and it can have significant uh, implications on your life. Absolutely. Well, Coach Wittemeyer, thank you so much for coming on. It, it was so nice to meet you. Liberty is so lucky to have you as a coach, and I'm looking forward to you know to keeping up with the team next season. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, for all the listeners out there, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It really helps us out. Remember that no matter what, God loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.